welcome to the I Should Be Happier podcast miniseries, where two life coaches share practical tools for figuring out where your happiness is hiding. No love and light, no hollow mantras, just real tools to help your brain find what you're looking for. Let's go. Hey, welcome back again. This is I Should Be Happier a podcast mini-series with me, Beth Freeman, and Meg Blackman. Woohoo! Woo! And in our past episodes, we've covered loving your past and loving your present. And today we're talking about loving your future, which is an interesting topic. Obviously, if you love the present, you're going to be pretty happy in the present. If you can love the past, you're not bringing in these past stories And loving the future is obviously going to help you too, but it's complicated because there's a couple different ways you can not love the future, but you can also love the future too much in a way that damages your present. So dealing with not loving the future is one of the key ways I see that is like not being able to picture it clearly. Mm -hmm. And what a really strong reason you might not be able to picture the future clearly is because you're sitting with a lot of unmade decisions. And if you think about it, like decisions are how we connect to the future We imagine the future and decide, and then that future can come true. But if we're avoiding making that decision, making that connection to a future we want, we're just stuck. Like nothing will happen without decisions. And we can't imagine something we want there either. We are stuck in this little bog. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy when you think about making decisions to be really defensive. Like, I don't want to make a decision because I can't ensure that nothing is wrong with my decision. Like, it's in the future. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I can control what's going to happen. So I just don't make a decision. I let what's happening right now play out. But that is a decision. It's a decision to let things play out. And when that happens, you're not remembering a couple really important things. When you're sitting in decision, indecision, you're not remembering what we covered in our last podcast was that your story, what you think about what's happening is what makes you happy with what's happening or regret what's happening. It's such a key point. Right now, you can decide to be okay with what's happening or not okay with what's happening because of your thoughts. That power doesn't go away just because it's in the future. Mm-hmm. And just because it's a future you created still doesn't mean you're automatically going to feel happy if it goes your way or terrible if it doesn't go your way. So you're not remembering that you have the power either way, which 
is going to make it harder to make a decision. And you're not remembering that that indecision, those unmade decisions are painful all by themselves. Like it's mental real estate that's taken up with this, I could make this happen or I could make that happen. It's like opening way too many browsers on your browser tabs on your computer. And for some reason, your computer slows down and doesn't work. Like those unmade decisions are really exactly the same thing. Each browser tab is trying to figure out a future. And if you made the decision, even literally, sometimes if you're doing research, you can just close all those browser tabs. It feels amazing. And you just go forward with your decision. And so just a really important question to ask yourself that can help you clear the slate of all this future murkiness that makes it hard to look at and love your future. The question is, what decision can I make right now? And it might be scary and you might imagine answering it and having a lot of relief. And I encourage you to just try, like what decision can I make now? And one caveat or like a meta decision I invite you to make right now is to say to yourself, I'm going to make this decision and I will handle the consequences. I can handle the consequences. I will handle the consequences. Let's just make this decision. So just having that question as an important one in your mind can help clear up a lot. And it sounded like you had a really good story about that. Meg? Yeah, I do. It's, um, it's actually a story that, that two different clients have brought to me. And I, reflecting back on my life, I'm sure I can remember a few places where this also came up, right? So both clients um, own businesses with their partner, with their husbands. And both felt like it was their husband's business. Even though they really jointly owned it, they felt like he was the one who, who it was his passion to do it. Okay. Um, and so they, they came to me um, both feeling kind of frustrated with work, feeling kind of disgruntled, not very happy, not feeling fulfilled. And they wanted help feeling better, but they were also wondering if they should just leave the business, if they should go off and do something else. So what we figured out was that they had an unmade decision. They were kind of one foot in the business and they were one foot out right? They weren't trying to make the business, you know, work better for them or to find ways that they could enjoy it more. And they weren't really looking for other work, right? They were just kind of like in this mental turmoil. Should I stay or should I go? Right. And coincidentally, um, 
both of them made the same decision. They both made, when we finally worked through it all together, they both made the decision to figure out how to love being in their business right now before moving on to something different. But it took awareness that that's kind of the line that they were straddling and then intentionality to decide like, how can I make this something that I really love? Right. And like we talked about last time, it, it was them getting into the thoughts, getting into figuring out what are the facts of my job? And then what are my thoughts about those facts that are making me feel unhappy here? Um, and once they really started working through that and made the decision to stay, both have found a lot of happiness there now, right? Good. But they, they really made the intentional decision to stay. Yes. And that's such a good point too. Sometimes you say, I have to make a decision and it feels like the decision has to be to upend your life. Mm -hmm. Obviously it mm -hmm. wouldn't be a question if the right, right answer wasn't to throw things up in the air, but it's not, you can mm -hmm. so easily choose what you already have mm -hmm. and get so much more joy right. out of what is there because you've made the decision. Yeah. I mean, and the decision that they really made, right. was like, I will figure out how to be happy in this job. Like I'm going to put my energy to figuring out how to be happy here instead of going after something else right now, you know? And, and I think for both of them, it was helpful to say like, you know, for this next year or for, you know, some time period, like this is what I'm going to decide to do. And then I can always change my mind and do something different. But like for right now, my decision is to stay committed to the business. Yes. Yes. Decisions are not forever. Mm -hmm. They're putting your foot down. I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. But just that skill of like, I make decisions all the time means that I can change the decision later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's really important too, to remind ourselves because we do get into these places where we think this decision means like the rest of my life, I'm committed to it. And I was working with a client just this week who was deciding between starting her own business or joining another practice. And we uncovered that one of her thoughts, one of her hesitations to joining a practice was that she felt like she would have to be there forever. Yeah. Right. Right. That it would be harmful to the other folks in the practice if she came for a year or a couple of years or whatever, and then decided to change and decided to do something different. Right. And so we worked through those thoughts because she was unable to make a decision when she had this hidden underlying belief that it had to be forever. Yes. Forever is a scary thing. Mm -hmm. And in that example, I'm seeing an example of like the storytelling that we talked about in our first episode. Like we tell stories about the past in either a way that makes us feel terrible right now, or 
you know, makes us feel supported by our past. And we really do exactly the same thing about the future. Like mm-hmm. she was telling the story that didn't give her power where she had to stay forever. Mm-hmm. And if she imagined not doing that, it made her maybe not the bad person, but she wasn't okay with that. Mm-hmm. And that was an optional story. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's so much to talk about decisions. Like we could just keep talking forever. Um, just one little extra note I wanted to put on is you don't have to make the whole big decision at one time either. Like making a decision to do some research is a decision. It's just more intentional. And I wanted to mention little decisions too, because there's these really big decisions we make um, that are important. One client I had was between jobs and couldn't make the decision whether she was going to enjoy unemployment or go back to school or try freelancing or apply for jobs as a high-level professional. Like that's a really obvious decision. Like she knew she had to make a decision and she still wasn't able to put her in the place where a decision would be easy. And so she was just sitting there mired in not doing anything. Like, like that's a big, obvious decision. But there's really little tiny ones that free up all this mental energy too. Uh, while I was outlining this podcast episode, I noticed that I was 40% done with a notebook. I just started writing in notebooks again, 40%. And I was like, Ooh, I should figure out my new notebook. And I, you know, went online and started reading notebook reviews and like, I hadn't made it a decision to get a notebook or not. I was following this urge. And the second I noticed like, what are you doing? Like I hadn't made a decision to do it. I was able to just be like, Beth, (laughs) you have at least 60 pages of this notebook left. Let's make a decision right now that when there's 10 pages left, you can look for a notebook. And it was such a relief, like, okay, I'm done. I don't have to decide on a notebook and just decisions are how you connect to the future. My future self, when I have 10 pages left is going to be so excited and I don't have to worry about it until then. Mm -hmm. My future is clear of obsessive notebook shopping for 50 pages worth of writing. Mm -hmm. Little and silly and it cleared things up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. These, the little decisions though, just like what you're talking about, like they, they can take up so much mental bandwidth, right? Like, and when we, when we make them, it's just so much more space. I remember, um, this is probably six months ago now that I was trying to decide between all of these, like continuing education programs for coaching. Like we we're in a community that has amazing opportunities for continuing ed and, I just like, I felt overwhelmed. Like there's so many options. Is it the right time for me to do it? Is it not? Right. And finally I was just like, no, I need to, I need to get through the next three months. Right. I need to get the kids back to school. That was kind of my 
my thought. And then, and then I'll decide, like, I'll decide in September what I'm going to do. And just like taking it off a front burner, putting it on a back burner, right. That like, it's still there, but I've made the decision. I'm not going to like think about it or assess every single educational opportunity that comes out for the next three months. Right. Um, just like freed up so much space for me. It was a, it's a gift, right? Like it's a gift we give ourselves, like making these decisions is a gift. I love that way of thinking about it. Yeah, it totally is. It's a gift that gives you more space. And it feels like when you're sitting under this cloud of decisions, that making the decision is a huge, hard, terrible thing. Mm -hmm. But when you make it, like when you, you have to summon up like bravery, you can give yourself credit. Like I am being brave and I'm going to make a decision right now as a gift to myself, never having to think about it again, mm-hmm. taking that cl- like heavy cloud of unmade decisions and just taking care of it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> right. I mean, that's, I have found that I'm a real proponent of meal planning for my family uh, because yes. it, it just takes all that, that mental space that goes into like in the moment, trying to figure out what to make for dinner when I've already decided like, nope, like this is what we're having for dinner this week and been able to like, make sure I have all the right food. Like, ah, it just, it takes away just that little extra weight, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Gift that keeps giving. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love going to my fridge and being like, I made my lunch at the beginning of the week and here I go. Mm -hmm. Not going to snack all afternoon because I never made the decision of what to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. So hopefully you can see how just making these decisions lets you love your future instead of feeling oppressed by this murkiness because you haven't made a decision. But it is possible to go the other direction and just love the future too much. And What I mean by that is if you take your happiness and put it into the future, when this happens, then I will let myself be happy. I can love that. You're discounting what's happening right now and you're not letting yourself be happy right now. Just storing it in the future like it's a guaranteed thing. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. It just so resonates with me. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm remembering back to, it's so funny because it happens and I bet this will resonate with parents <laughs> a lot, especially pre COVID times, right? Like we're always thinking like when we're in the school year, like, oh, things will be so much better in the summertime, right? Because we won't have to follow the school schedule. And then by the end of summer, we're all like, oh, things will be so much better in the school year because there'll be structure and we'll like, we'll have a known 
plan for the kids and so forth. And so we're just like constantly flipping back and forth, like, oh, but things will be better in this other season, right? Always. Yeah. yeah. I resonate with that. I'm not a parent, but I remember being mm-hmm. in school and doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't wish your life away. Right. A saying for a reason because that's what mm-hmm. we're doing. Mm-hmm. And this, the school year schedule, like you do know it's going to flip back and forth. Um, a way that putting your happiness out into the future can really bite you in the end is it ends up being a conditional happiness too. Like if it's not a guaranteed thing, you're going to say, I'm happy when this mm-hmm. future event happens, but you can, you can never know for sure that that future event will happen. So not only have you taken your f- happiness out of yourself, you don't know if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't imagine the future you want. Like you totally should spend time enjoying a future that you have imagined and are planning to work towards. And of course you should make the decisions that help you get there, but you can't let that future hold your happiness hostage. Mm. Like I will only be happy if your brain is smarter than that. Even if you aren't consciously aware Mm -hmm. that you've put your unhappiness in a really like unsafe place, your brain knows And it's not going to even let you imagine that happiness as fully Mm -hmm. as it would otherwise. Mm -hmm. Because the future is going to be an awesome place to be if you make it an awesome place to be with all the tools we've been talking about. Right. And, and the reality is like, we have, I like to think of like an a painter's palette, right? Like we're going to have the same paints to use in our life that we have right now that we will in the future. Right. So often we'll talk about like, you know, we have all the same human emotions that we're going to feel right now. And we, that's, what's going to be available to us in the future, the same amount of potentially positive and negative emotions. Like that's, that's what we've got. So, um, I, this resonates too on a level I'm remembering back to, um, my before thought work days and wanting to lose weight and feeling like when I finally lose that weight, like then I'll feel good about being in a bathing suit, right? Like then I'll feel happy about my body. Then I'll feel like comfortable and confident in my body. Yeah. Right? So automatically. Like that's putting what those, just right. happens. That's just what magically weight. happens. right? Yep. <laughs> and just putting that off into the future that like, it really didn't feel like, how could I actually feel happy, confident, loving my body right now? Like, no, I can't do that right now. I have to wait until, you know, I get to this hypothetical other weight and body, and then I can love it all. Definitely putting it off into the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect example. Like, and it's the thought work makes it 
almost easy to fix. Like if you've proved to yourself in this moment that you can do the thought work to make yourself happy or contented right now, you can imagine the future where you can do that. Mm-hmm. Like we're telling you it's possible. It, it is easier to do it right now. And once you have that ability, like no future sounds terrible. And something I end up hearing all the time is it's not better there than here, which is so infuriating when Mm -hmm. you're putting (laughs) your happiness in the future. And you're like, yes, no, I really want to be in that future where I'll be happier. And everyone that's gotten there will say it's no different Mm -hmm. here than it is where you are right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So good. So good. We all have human brains. They do things that make us not exceptionally happy right now. And there's just tools we can use to change that, which is so good to know. Do you have other things to say about making decisions or having the happiness. I didn't actually get to our, our question that Mm -hmm. we would ask you to think about people who are listening. Mm -hmm. And the question is simple and obvious from what we've been talking about, but it's what happiness have I moved into the future? Whether that is losing the weight, whether that's finishing a big project, Like there's so many ways we make our happiness now less because we think our happiness in the future will be more. Yeah, I think it's a very powerful question to ask. What happiness have I moved into the future? And I think this goes back to kind of our last episode and talking about owning our thoughts and being able to change our thoughts that they're changeable they're not fixed. Like the facts of our circumstance are fixed. And when we see that we're putting happiness out further into the future, it can just be kind of a flag for us, right? It can be kind of like, Oh, some awareness. Like, why am I putting that off now? Like, how could I be living in that right now? Right. How can I bring it back to right now? What's keeping me, what's preventing me from feeling all those feelings right now. So, I mean, that was my work to do. So on the weight loss example, like that was my work to do. Okay. I don't want to wait until I weigh whatever specific number in order to feel loving my body and feel confident and feel, feel like I look good in a swimsuit. Like I want to feel that way right now. What thoughts am I thinking that are preventing me from feeling that way right now? Right. And, and that's, that's the work, right. Is like, it's not just to identify what happiness am I putting off into the future, but it's to say, how can I have it right now? Like now I see that I'm putting it off into the future. I want it right now. How can I generate that right now? And you have the example right in front of you because you're saying, when I achieve this thing, 
the thoughts I am thinking will make me feel this. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason to leave those thoughts in the future. Right, right. They're thoughts. They, <laughs> there's no reason not to think them right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it's just the work of like bringing those into the present and saying, what, what are my blocks right now? What is my brain saying about why I can't believe these thoughts right now? Right? Like what, what's the messaging that I have in my brain that's telling me that I can't believe it right now, that I can't be feeling these feelings right now. That's, that's the good detective work, right? Yeah. 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 And the same thing we talked about earlier on that too, like, can someone in your situation right now, could a hypothetical someone else be thinking someone, mm -hmm. something different? Mm -hmm. Like your future self could be thinking that other people could be thinking that why not me? Why not me? <laughs> so we are going to have another episode just to wrap up and talk about all these different tools and ways they can integrate into your life just a little bit more. But that is our episode for right now. Remember to love the future. Ask what happiness have I moved into the future? And what decision can I make right now? And we will see you next time. Have an awesome, fun time applying these super fun tools. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of I Should Be Happier. If you want to see how the coaching tools we shared today could apply to your life, then we invite you to schedule a free coaching consult call to learn more about working one-on-one -on -one with either of us. You can find a time that works for you on our websites. Meg is at meggluckman.com and Beth is at bethfreeman.coach. Come say hi on Instagram too, Meg Gluckman and Beth Freeman Coach. Till next time, take care.